A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin join us today. Now remember, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is driven entirely by our hardworking dairy farm families all across the state of Wisconsin, taking money out of their pockets to dedicate towards research, education, promotion, making sure that Wisconsin continues to be America's dairy land. And let's face it, the dairy industry never stops moving. We are always innovating at the farm. We're always innovating in the industry, always trying to provide what consumers are looking for. And with that thought in mind, today we're being joined by John Lucy. He's the director of the Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus. And remember, that Center for Dairy Research is funded in large part by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and our dairy checkoff dollars. So, John, just before we jump into some of the uh, big items that you're dealing with at the Dairy Center, maybe paint just a brief picture for people that aren't necessarily so aware of what the Center for Dairy Research does. Maybe tell them a little bit more about it. Thank you, Pam, and thank you for the opportunity for, for talking to you and to the farmer and the dairy community as well. Yes, we, with the, the CDR, the Center for Dairy Research, has been around since about 1986. As you mentioned, it is largely funded from the farmers, from the checkout program, and our goal is really to grow demand for dairy. Basically, that's our, our role. And we've done it over the years. Um, the center staff has been heavily involved in helping develop specialty cheeses here in Wisconsin. We created the Master Cheesemaker Program, for example. And we spend a lot of time working with our dairy plants and cheesemakers to train them and to help them develop products. That's basically what we're doing every day um, on behalf of our dairy farmers. And, and the goal is to really help them produce high quality and products as well as add value to their products. So we probably all heard the story about whey was fed to pigs or animals or spread in fields, and now it's a billion-dollar industry for, for, here, for, for our companies here in the U.S. That adds value back to the farmers. So we're always looking at that, whether it's new products or whether it's export opportunities. Our, our topic of today will be beverages, but we're always looking for new opportunities to really get, get get some innovation going in our industry. That's right. I, I consider them a think tank of great ideas, and that's exactly what they are. Now, John, you pointed to one of the big issues that makes makes our dairy fam, farmers absolutely crazy, and that is the non-dairy-based beverages that show up more and more at the grocery store, on the news, in the media. Tell me a little bit about what the Center for Dairy Research is doing, focused in on the dairy beverage category, and how we can continue to make inroads against the imitators. Yeah, a, a, just a couple of concrete examples of products that we've been in, involved in is, is something you, you probably are starting to see more and more pop up in our stores. It's, it's a product called Good Sport, and it actually comes from a coal product, what we call a coal product or a side stream of making dairy products. And instead of just drying it or feeding it to animals, we are using that now and have worked with a new entrepreneur to launch a product that's going to be used as a recovery drink. So if you haven't seen it already, look out for it. It's called Good Sport. This is, this is trying to get us into what, what I would call kind of recovery, rather than just drinking bottled water, because bottled water actually is a larger competitor for dairy um, milk-type products um, out there with the consumers. We, we are all, um, I'm sure, aware and concerned about plant-based products, but actually, water is taking a greater share of drinking occasions away from us 
than, than milk. So this would be competing directly with those kind of recovery type of products as well. That's just one example. We do work with a lot of companies that are trying to reformulate products or launch new products, uh, milk-based products and milk-based beverage products. And, and that's really what, what we do every day and every week. And, and they can be here in Wisconsin, but we also help um, companies across the U.S. as well. Sure. And I'm happy you brought up uh, the sports drink that you mentioned because, uh, Michelle, the, the mom that actually formulated the yeah. idea is quite the lady herself. Now, do you ever yeah. think that dairy-based drinks are going to replace fluid milk, though, John? I get your point about we don't even think about bottled water as a competitor, but we really have to look at the whole drain out there and what dairy's up against. What about dairy-based drinks replacing fluid milk? Yeah, and I, I, I would like to think that we had a, a family of drinks and beverage products is basically the way we should look at it. I think for, for, a, for the, in the, into the foreseeable future, the gallon jug will be a staple, and it is, penetrates. If you look at that, it penetrates into a lot of U.S. households. It still does. We all know that overall per capita consumption of fluid milk, let's call it the gallon jug, is down. However, I think we should look inside those numbers a little bit. You know, if we have kids or teenagers or, or younger adults, a lot of them are drinking milk in non-traditional beverages. For example, what I mean, they're going to Dunkin' Donuts, they're going to McDonald's, they're going to Starbucks, and they're drinking a lot of milk-based products in their lattes and other kind of things. So they are consuming it, but maybe they're not consuming it in, in our, um, you know, our generation or our grandparents' generation type of products. But that still is milk with its nutrition. It's just a different form. So I, I, I think there is maybe a, a kind of a deeper look inside the overall per, per capita. It's probably not the traditional products. It's other products that are still there. I, I think that that's probably something we need to watch out for. I think overall, though, I think we are constrained a little bit in the traditional fluid milk by all kinds of standards and um, milk purchasing and pricing stuff that that was there for a reason and i know it's there for a reason but gosh it's pretty hard when you're competing against very flexible plant-based um, companies that can really innovate very quickly and don't have to worry about some of those um, straight jackets of some of the standards and requirements and pricing rules and i think the dairy industry has really got to think about and and talk seriously about is, is this really helping us <laughs> Because we need to step out and really compete on a playing field, um, on a, a level playing field for innovation. And, and my last comment on that is I, that's why I think the, you know, the, the word beverage, you know, dairy beverage that you were mentioning, is, is a space that we've seen others get into, like Fairlife, and do a very successful job of it, of creating a dairy beverage that has lots of the dairy nutrition in there, higher pro, protein, mm-hmm. more calcium, less lactose, you know. And consumers, there's quite a lot of consumers that are interested in those products. Um, so do, do, I still think we will be producing fluid milk for a long time in a large amount of volume, but we should focus on value-added products too. I mean, we always hear about value-added um, and, and what the consumer wants. And if they want um, mm-hmm. products with higher protein, more calcium, and many other nutrients, we don't, we don't just have to think about um, those components um, we should think about all the broad perspective components, milk with probiotics or milk with other added flavors, shapes and packaging. I think there's a lot of opportunity because for me as a scientist and a person who worries about nutrition and watches that science field as well, we've got fantastic nutrition in dairy and milk products and we can leverage that. That's a great 
um, foundation to be talking about. If we didn't have such a great foundation in terms of nutrition, it's much harder to branch out into these other kind of products and value-added opportunities. Yeah, you're right. Packaging can disguise an awful lot, but you're right. When it gets down to nutrition, you can't beat dairy. Again, John Lucy's along with us, director of the Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus, funded in large part by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, our dairy farm families. Let's take that a step further, John. You mentioned about what people need to know when it comes to uh, consumption, nutrition, plant-based beverages versus dairy-based. Let's talk about that comparison and are we getting to it fast enough in the dairy industry? You mentioned Fairlife, who has been so innovative, but after that, it drops off considerably as far as dairy products you can cite that are in that competitive realm. Let's talk about the plant-based versus dairy consumption notes that you want, and then if we're getting into that space fast enough. I don't think we're getting into the space fast enough. That's probably the short answer for you, Pam. Um, and I think one of the factors, I think, is, is our industry is, is, is very um, constrained by the rules around traditional milk, standard of identity, pasteurized milk ordinance. There's a whole a lot of regulations and restrictions and pricing and so on. I, I think that is a big holdup and is really holding back our industry. And, and it's slowly kind of dying in a sense while we're stuck with those things. Relative to the plant-based products, um, I would make a couple of observations uh, about the plant-based um, beverage products. Most of them have a lot more a lot uh, more sugar, a lot more salt. And if you talk to any nutritionist, it doesn't have to be at the fat diet of the week. Nutritionists and people who are interested in, in our diets will say those are not good things that are having more sugar and more sodium for hypertension, et cetera, in, those, in, those, in, our, in our products. They also tend to be what I would call ultra-processed type of foods. There's a lot of ingredients that have to be added together, formulated in some way, and put together. It's not the natural product like milk. I mean, the cows produce the milk. We um, pasteurize it to kill some bad bugs, and then there you have it. You know, that's it. That's all the processing that's done to it. So I think, you know, when we think about the amount of processing and ingredients that need to go into to the plant-based products, it's very starkly different from, from um, uh, a, a dairy beverage like milk. The other thing I, w- I would say about, um, about too, is, is we, we need to understand, too, with dairy is getting hit a lot for sustainability kind of angle, and some of these uh, beverage products are talking about that they are much more sustainable. That's not actually true when you look at some of the data. So I think dairy should come out of kind of hiding around this, I really talk this front and center because I think when you look at it, we're pretty comparable to most of the beverages and almonds is much higher climate footprint than dairy. Um, so I think we need to talk about it, not hide, hide from it as well. But I think on a nutritional side of it, my big topic too that I talk a lot about is that we shouldn't be just focusing on one or two nutrients in milk and saying, hey, we got calcium in it, because some of these other guys will just find calcium from some source. And mm-hmm. it could be... Um, crushed up rocks from calcium carbonate and throw that into their product and they say, hey, we got calcium too. Mm-hmm. I think we should focus on the, the very um, complex range of nutrients that are in this design package for nutrition. We've got to start talking about the whole complexity of our product in terms of nutrients, the whole package, the whole deal. Um, last comment I will make is that there's a lot of interest and in, has been on protein for a number of years, and, and that's obviously what some of these um, old proteins and almonds and so on are, talk, are talking about. But not all proteins are the same. 
And so the consumers are not very well uh, educated or aware that protein quality is very important if you're to do some of the functions that we expect from protein, like build muscle or help with muscle recovery or so on. Um, and dairy protein is a great story for dairy, again, is we're the gold standard. We're the top of the peak in terms of the best quality protein out there. That's not me talking. That's from international standards that look at protein quality. And some of these plant-based type products, maybe even 50% of the quality of a dairy protein. That means you have to take two grams or two, two servings of their protein to get one that you right. get from dairy. So I think we need to start broadening out a little bit, um, not being defensive, but I think we should be promoting the great benefits that we have within dairy and, and, and really in, in terms of some of these beverage products. Like, like you said, uh, the natural production of a perfect product for nutrition that way. John Lucy is along with us, Director of Center for Dairy Research at the Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus. As you can tell, both of us pretty passionate about this uh, situation <laughs> with our dairy industry and where we could be going. I know we could talk for a long time uh, further. Uh, I'm sure we'll see John out on the uh, conference speaking circuit later this year. Please tap into some of the outstanding uh, brain power that we've got at the Center for Dairy Center for Dairy Research on the UW-Madison campus, like we said, powered in large part by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And they are the folks bringing you this conversation today. Again, don't forget, you want to find out about what's happening with Wisconsin Dairy? Do that. WisconsinDairy.org. John Lucy, Director of the Center for Dairy Research, our guest today, brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin.